Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of NorCal and Shill. Today's guest is Archon. You can find him on Twitter at ArchinNair. His website is Archon, but it's A-R-C-H-A-N-N dot net. His Instagram is ArchinNair. You can find his work on Foundation, Maker's Place, and Super Rare. Some of his past clients include Nike, Sony, Red Bull, Microsoft, Samsung, Netflix, GM, as in General Motors, Canon, Infinity, Sony, Netflix, Adobe, and GQ. Everyone, please welcome Archon. Hey, Archon. Welcome to the podcast today. How are you doing? Hey, bro. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. It's a nice day today. I'm loving it. Yes. Amazing. It's evening for me. Like it's dark and it's super cold. But yeah, I mean, it, the day was beautiful though. It was sunny and very nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's starting out really nice here. Sunny, not too cold, but doesn't really get that cold here. So yeah. So like the windows must be pleasant, I think. Like it's below freezing, like maybe three, four times a year here. So not that cold. Wow, man. But the summers are like brutal. The I've su- been there during... <laughs> I've been there during November and it was like really hot. Like when it was so cold here. Oh, yeah. I was there in LA last to last year. And yeah, it was pretty warm. I mean, I, I didn't expect it to be so warm there at that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, LA is cooler than where I live. I live like in this like valley in Northern California. It gets up to, man, 40 something Celsius, 41 Celsius, yeah. I think is what so it it's is. It's warmer than. LA, like it's it's yeah. much more hotter, warmer than LA. Oh wow. yeah, we okay. had like a couple hundred and ten, and sometimes we'll have like hundred and fifteen days Fahrenheit. Man, I remember our conversations during summer, bro. Like I don't know if you remember, but we were talking about like the pool and like oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about how there's no air conditioner here, and like we we got this portable air conditioner and this portable pool, and we were like cooling off right. using that. But like the summers here are. A very short. You can't do much. So, but right. you were telling me about how crazy hot it is there. I remember that. Yeah, it's super hot. And I, well, because you had a heat wave there, right? And so you're like, man, it yeah. is way too hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. And like, we had to get an air conditioner, but we got this portable one. Yeah. It really helped us. Like, it was really nice. So, yeah. It's a lifesaver. I mean, at our office, we had uh, the AC go out a few years ago and we were like, no, we can't do this. We need to go buy an a portable until this gets fixed because it took like a week. It was. <laughs> but it must be like centrally air conditioned then. Everything yes, there, right? It is. Like, Everything so is. Hard. There must not be any heating systems. Like there won't be any central heating then. Yeah, we have both. <laughs> okay. So like the air conditioner also heats up. So you have an air conditioner, but you also have a furnace and it's all centrally controlled. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Like over here, Germany, because it's colder most of the time. So it's just central heating. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
when I went to Romania, it was like that. No one had an air conditioner and you're just like, it was in the summer. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Bro, like I think Romania, it's much more hotter. It gets much more warmer than Germany, but it also gets pretty cold as well during winter. So it's got these extreme yeah, conditions. You're right. So do you have a hardware wallet? Oh yes, bro. Absolutely. Like very initially when I came into the space back in February, end of March or something, mm-hmm. I got a ledger. So, I mean, that was one of the first things because I got scammed very early on uh, and like I lost 1.7 ETH. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because of my stupidity, because what I did was I had my seed phrase saved on my computer. Oh. And because I was so lazy and I had not done any research about anything. So I was copy pasting my seed phrase. Yeah, I think some bot or something, I don't know what it was, sweeped up everything in my wallet. I didn't oh, have much no. though, thankfully. But my first two NFTs, right? I mean, that is what all my savings of those sales went off. And mm-hmm. that is when I like really deep dived into, you know, the security aspect of crypto and NFTs and everything. Like I really spent a lot of time understanding what happened and, you know, like how how do I not let this happen again? And I really freaked out. Yeah. And the first thing I did was get a ledger. It's been amazing then, since then. Yeah. They're a little intimidating. I'm not going to lie, but they're not too hard to set up. It was actually pretty easy. The only part I had trouble with was setting it up with MetaMask. Mm -hmm. Like when you connect Ledger with MetaMask, that was a bit troublesome. Like when it asks you to press the keys and stuff like that took me a while to figure out. Other than that, it's been pretty chill. But I heard in one of your podcast episodes with Anokam that you prefer Trezor. So I'm going to get a Trezor as well. Okay. I was thinking of getting a new hardware wallet. So, I mean, just to diversify. Yeah. And I think I'm going to get Trezor next. So that's going to be the next thing. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I like the interface of the Trezor better. To me, it makes sense for others. People like, you know, Ledger better. They think it makes more sense. But I like the touchscreen. I like the interface of the Trezor. Of the Model T, I think it is. Sometimes when I see all these threads where people ask which is better or during group conversations, I think most of the people prefer Trezor as well. Like that's where I see like a lot of people really prefer Trezor over Ledger. I don't know if there's any security aspect which is better for Trezor, but I mean, you're saying it's the UI, so I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I don't know if they're, if one's technically better than another. Trezor yeah. is open source. Ledger is not. Wow, interesting. You could technically, if you knew something, you could take the Trezor software and run it on your own hardware device. Oh, If you wanted to make your own, I think. Fascinating. Yeah, I have to check it out then. I mean, it sounds really cool. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. They're the oldest one too. Like this is something which is fascinating to me because, I mean, I speak to a lot of artists, right? Like artists who have been in the space for the past five, six months. And I'm quite shocked that a lot of them don't, haven't still got a hardware wallet. Like right. most of them are still using MetaMask. And like, it's just during a conversation, something would just pop up and, you know, they would just say, and I would just ask them that, hey, do you have a hardware wallet? And they're like, what's that? And I'm <laughs> oh, like, no. holy shit. And like, go to this site or this site and get one right now. Yeah. And don't do this, 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 this. Like I, I have to basically, now I have a copy paste. So I, <laughs> So all the things which I follow, I just, copy paste it because i just don't want anyone to get scammed again you know that's like it's a really brutal experience yeah you definitely want that security 
if someone's going to trick you, you want to just get tricked once when you hit that confirm button on yeah. your <laughs> on your exactly. hardware wallet instead of like they just get access to everything. Exactly. It's a great experience though, like in the sense that it makes you learn a lot. But I also feel that like my only concern with getting scammed is that especially with platforms like Foundation or Super Air or all these platforms, right? Like, I mean, at least Maker's Place is pretty good because you can swap out wallets. Uh, like you can yeah. change wallets. But the other sites are just hardcore linked to your wallet. So all your NFTs which you minted through a wallet, they have to be transferred. So like if I lose my wallet, right, and I have to get a new one, all the NFTs which I minted on the previous wallet now needs to be migrated. So with Foundation, you know, like that is what happened with me. I had two artworks which were minted and I had to transfer them. And I got in touch with this engineer uh-huh. who was working at Foundation. Somehow I found him on Discord and he helped me do the migration, but it was a very long process. Like it took me three or four days to do that. But now I think Foundation has fixed it. Like they have a proper UI where you can do this. Okay. And it's pretty easy. But with Super Air, it's pretty difficult. It's not easy for them to to migrate accounts. Right. I think they are working on it. But I think that's my only concern with wallets being hacked, that artists find it difficult like to migrate accounts and stuff. I think that's a big pain in the ass. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, if anything, like these platforms should be like, hey, before you set up an account here, you know, set up from like a an address on your hardware wallet or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a great solution as well. I don't know if those platforms, I feel like they should have more education. I don't know if they do and just some artists just don't read it. I don't know because I've not applied or tried to set up an account as a creator. Yeah, no, I don't think that none of them have, like, as far as I remember, no one talks about like hardware wallets and stuff. And I think like a lot of people take technology for granted, right? We are so used to right. like a normal app and stuff and we just don't consider that this could be a possibility. That, you know, you need to write down like a really technological driven community or technology like the blockchain needs a traditional way of security. So that's something which is pretty ironical as well, because then you have to write down all your seed phrase on a piece of paper, right? Or get that steel thing. Yeah, the steel, yeah. It's so ironical, right? Like it should be more tech friendly, but it's actually the opposite. So (laughs) I don't think people consider that. And that's pretty interesting to see that Something which is so secure and technologically driven needs something like a paper for you to like save everything. Right, right. It's the technology currently because, you know, people can hack. You don't want to put that seed phrase anywhere electronic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. After that experience, I remember like I stopped opening up any kind of messages with links. Yeah. I, I don't even like open these messages. I don't even download files into my computer anymore. Like if someone has to send me files, I just ask them to like send as a JPEG on like a <laughs> messenger or chat or something. Right. Instead of like clicking on links, like I freaked out after that. If you wanted to get more intense and like have a dedicated laptop for one thing and <laughs> dedicated yeah. for something else. I've heard a few artists doing that as well. So, but bro, that's too much work. I've already like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, know, I, thought it about, is. I thought about getting Chromebook and just doing that. But then... So many devices, man. Like, yeah, this drives me bonkers. So, right. Yeah, but I think I'll do that eventually as well. I think that's going to happen. It's a good idea. Yeah. I'm curious. What were your first thoughts when you heard about NFTs? I started hearing about NFTs with two things. One, people, because mm-hmm. I mean, of course, like I've been following him for a long time and 
he was really hyping up his initial steps into like nfts okay on twitter so i was like man what's what's he doing what's this auction thing but i didn't really understand i thought it's just something he's doing right and then bro like i remember i started getting messages back in november on my instagram and people asking me hey man like you should sell as nfts and you should sell your work as nfts there was a point back in december last year that i was getting a message almost every day oh, wow. from different people asking me if my work are available as nfts and i was like what's this nft like why is everyone asking me about nfts uh-huh. so i started reading about it and then i saw crypto right and there was like oh man it's just something new i have to like dive in and learn about it i'm too lazy uh-huh. i look at it again so i i kept postponing it and then like mid jan or something that was when i started getting a hell lot of messages like from everywhere bro like people just asking me right and right that hey dude get into nfts in fact like there were these agents who got in touch like some pr agents or something uh-huh. who were like dude like we'll set you up and we'll do everything we'll get you your work sold and we'll take a commission just get on into nfts and i was like man like this thing seems really serious i really need to look into it now right i went into like a couple of sites i started doing a lot of research came into articles and i did not understand much except for yeah it's non fungible tokens you sell your work and you get paid so i was like okay this is another you know outlet for a creative person like me yeah. to get paid and i basically did not understand anything to be honest and then bro like i applied to all these platforms so i applied to super rare makers place and no no origin i didn't apply to nifty i hadn't heard of them by then so i got into origin like they accepted me after a week like i got a application request saying that hey you're accepted come in so i got in and i set up my account and i did not know how to mint the first piece oh and i started looking at like all these artists on like their artist thread mm-hmm. the list and i came across a few familiar faces one of them was to balinger to stu balinger i know him since like 2016 he had just started out creating art back then and you know i used to like have brief chats with him back then regarding his work he was very new at that time So I asked him hey man like I've got into Norwegian and I want to mint my first piece can you help me out so he's really sweet man like he really helped me guide through the process set up the metamask set up my account link my account and explain me how the minting is done and everything so it took me like I think 2 or 3 days to figure it all out because I had to first transfer euros to crypto.com mm-hmm. or coinbase and then transfer that eth into my metamask the first transaction was a really difficult process because you know just to understand everything was so new right right and so finally bro like after 3 days like it was eureka like i finally did it like eth was in my account it took like 24 hours and i minted the first piece like at night i remember like those 3 days were like amazing like they uh-huh. were like they were like a revelation because after a long time you come across this technology and you just don't know anything right so you're trying to understand what it is about I went off to sleep. I minted the first piece and I did not know anyone except for Stu okay. in the space. Like I did not I was not using Twitter before that. Like I had my account since 2008, uh-huh. but I was never active. Like I yeah. used to just scroll through sometimes. I just minted the piece and I went off to sleep. I woke up and like the piece had sold. It was for Vanit. Oh wow. Yeah. I was like holy shit, this is crazy. Like how did this happen? Uh-huh. I had no expectations. Like I thought no one is going to buy them. No one is going to even look at it. I don't know how this thing works. 
but i remember that eth was 1400 or something at that time if i'm correct I'm not sure this was early march i right. think or end of feb okay and i got in touch with my first collector nst adhima the alchemist and oh, we yeah. started having some amazing conversations like and the conversations were around life around the universe and you know these were the things which really excite me and these are the things which i really really am passionate about that's when the roller coaster started bro like really got deep into it and i started understanding nfts more after i got started like communicating with people in the space i started like interacting with people in the space started following them mm-hmm. seeing what it is about i started reading more talking to more people i have to be honest i came in to sell my work but i stayed in for the community for the energy for the love and the passion for the technology for blockchain and for what it stands for you know for its ethos so it's been amazing it's been amazing the fact that artists can sell their work for decent money and continue to get paid for each sale you know secondary third sale is pretty amazing absolutely bro and decent is an understatement it's a lot of money like it is yeah i mean the kind of money one can earn like in terms of like the value is something like you would earn with like lots of like client projects but if you keep doing client projects for 2 years that's the amount you would probably earn by just selling nfts for a few months i think that's yeah. the comparison and this is like your personal art this is what an artist would want to create if they're given their own freedom no client briefs or anything right so i mean it's unreal to me i mean being in the industry for more than a decade it's absolutely life changing i would say yeah especially i mean cuz you lived through the time period where you could only do client work yes exactly when i started out i wanted to do my own thing but you know just to pay your bills you have to do client projects and right. i think even after like 5 or 7 years even after 10 years i remember there were times when you know i i did not have client projects and i used to like have a very balanced approach in the sense i used to be very calculative that if i have 3 months of projects right now i have to save the income for the next 3 months because i don't know if i'll be able to get mm-hmm. you know projects after this so right you had to be like you couldn't spend everything all at once you had to be very careful in like your spendings and what you want to engage with and stuff and with client projects you were always very insecure especially if you are a freelance artist or a or an independent artist you're not secure like in the sense that you don't know where your next project is going to come and when is it going to come and mm-hmm. how long is it going to last and stuff so i mean it was always uncertain like everything was very uncertain even after like being in the industry for a decade you couldn't be sure that yeah i mean this is going to be smooth sail it was pretty tough like being a creative person especially an independent one where you don't have a fixed job or a contract can be pretty tough i think yeah i definitely agree with that it was not easy absolutely so what brought you to art how did you choose art oh wow bro this is this is another crazy story so while growing up as a kid bro i was never really interested into arts like i was mm-hmm. more into sports and stuff okay but i grew up back in india now i moved to berlin just 4 years ago i was born and raised in india and when i was growing up my school was very heavy into cultures and art and crafts and you know drama and all these kinds of like they were not majorly into studies but more into what they say as extra curricular activities which means more towards the arts okay but i used to find it really boring like i used to hate 
going to like these classes and you know teachers telling you what to paint or draw or do oh, yeah. and make all these projects but i remember going into all these competitions like art competitions and i used to do very well there i used to paint and stuff but i used to always do well and i used to doodle a lot in school like if i find my like old books and stuff it's just filled with doodles like i used to nonstop <laughs> draw bro like every page was just filled with drawings and i used to just draw random crap like anything i was seeing in front of me twisted it around and just draw a lot of abstract stuff i love drawing so much but it was more like a relaxation more like something you know you just do for fun i got out of school i mean i had to get into my family business because i lost my dad at a very young age and mm-hmm. i had to get into family business which was textiles we used to design textiles and fashion clothes for a lot of brands in europe and we used to design and manufacture it for them so i had to get in early and you know like being from a business family especially in india or in asia it's very normal for kids to grow up in such environments where yeah. they are conditioned to believe that they will you know continue with their family business right. or be a doctor or an engineer like very traditional and i mean we grew up in times where like amenities kid so there was not much exposure towards anything else so like any other kid i got into my family business and you know we went through a lot of ups and downs like i mean i would spend an hour saying talking about it but i mean i went through a really tough time for about a decade when i got into it i was 17 i lost my dad when i was 14 but like hmm. from 14 to 24 was a really crazy time when i was 17 i started working and it took me about 3 years to really get settled in into work because i was very young inexperienced and no one wanted to give us projects i made my way through never gave up and our business was into losses we came through out of it and we were doing pretty well for ourselves i had a team of about 40 people when i started and it grew to about 400 people wow till about 2005 2006 there was a team of about 400 people and i realized that even though like i was really happy i was in the sense happy in terms of like luxury and money or whatever but i was not myself like i was extremely frustrated all the time hmm. i was anxious i was stressed out and you know i was always competitive and i started realizing this more and more because i was 23 24 then and i started realizing that shit man like this is not who i am i i used to be a really positive person and i used to be really outgoing and stuff but i'm always you know in this hyper crazy mode all the time yeah. because that industry there was really competitive and it really started making me into a person who i naturally was not so the art thing became an escape so what happened was i joined deviant art back in 2006 so deviantart used to be this website ad. i'm not sure how many people are familiar but it used to exist before any of the social medias before facebook or twitter hmm. and it used to be this thriving community of arts and artists you know it was basically a platform where you could upload your work so i joined deviantart because i used i love technology so i used to theme my computer and i used to upload screenshots there of my computer so i used to like completely customize how my windows looked windows 95 or whatever it uh-huh. was back then uh-huh. <laughs> and i used to upload it like i used to make them into like these futuristic looking operating systems and you know i used to upload them because there was this thriving customization community as well and so what happened was i came across while i was downloading wallpapers i came across all these amazing digital artists and traditional artists as well like i used to see all these amazing artists who are creating such fantastic work mm-hmm. during my business i used to travel a lot to europe 
and during my free weekends i used to visit a lot of museums and galleries and shows and i enjoyed art like i loved looking at arts and anything creative and when i came across this community i was like man this is amazing like i love what these people are doing and like this community is thriving it's beautiful everyone is so nice to each other so i i got introduced to digital arts then and it was extremely new and then what happened was i met this guy i think he was a 15 year old kid and he used to design graphics for windows as wallpapers and he made something and he said he sent it to me and he said hey man do you want to remix this in photoshop and upload it into your account and i knew a bit of photoshop i knew about layers and stuff because i had done web designing during my teenage years and i learned there was a software before photoshop called paint shop pro so and it was all about layers and stuff so i had very basic knowledge so i just did something in 5 minutes and i uploaded it there and bro i got like two comments and i don't know like these two people who i never knew just commented saying wow this looks cool yeah and i got so encouraged right i was like man this is amazing so i started uploading something every day like just for like 5 10 minutes sitting in office i used to make something i started like practicing and learning photoshop okay and the more i started making this the more obsessed i became uh-huh. and i remember like i used to go back home like at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night have my dinner and sit on the computer till like 3 4 in the morning and just make something every 2 3 days i used to spend time on a piece every 3 4 days i used to upload something and the people in the community started appreciating my work more and you know for me bro that was the most exciting part i was like man like i don't know these people and you know they're somewhere in the globe i don't even know them and they're just spending some time looking at my work and commenting mm-hmm. on it so that fascinated me i was like i'm creating something out of nothing and somewhere in the world is commenting and that really excited me bro i was like holy shit this is revolutionary you know i felt liberated at that time and so like as this keep gr- kept growing i became more obsessed with creating i think about 6 7 months later i was sitting alone and i had this moment of realization where i was like man by the time i turn 50 60 and and i'm about to retire and i look back into my life back then mm-hmm. and i asked what is it that i've earned my entire life what would my answer be and according to what i was doing it was just like luxury money and all the materialistic stuff mm. and bro that, that freaked me out like i got like this electric volt 420 voltage current passing down my spine as if someone like put his like someone just give me a big bolt of thunder right on my head you know like right. it was this insane like moment like where i realized holy shit like what am i doing with my life i'm in this crazy rat race you know yeah, where i'm right. just running around without any vision and as this human species who's extremely intelligent extremely full of love i mean we are here to do something much more we're here to give we had to do something back to the community to the society and this is what i want to do and how can i do this i can do this through my uh, through what i love you know and what do i love i love creating so i want to do this all the time so i don't know bro like something just happened at that moment and i called my family and i was like man like i want to shift like i want to close my company uh-huh. i want to i want to just create all the time and you know my wife was like yeah hey, yeah come back home and we'll talk about it right. she thought it's just <laughs> like one of those crazy moments he's having and yeah i mean it'll be over very soon but no bro this like really took over me and i started talking to my friends and family and everyone and they were all like dude do this as a hobby 
you're not going to earn so much you know like it's you don't know like as an artist you can just do this as a hobby side thing you're doing very well for yourself and you know like but no i was like man like if i have to do this it has to be done properly i can't do two things at a time mm-hmm. so yeah let's go for it like so after a month i finally decided that you know i don't want to have any regrets later down in my life so i have to jump into it i have to do this like we'll see what happens if i fail i'll do it again i'll try again i'll try again yeah. something will happen and so i just jumped bro like it was just this rush of energy that uh-huh. yeah i just want to do this but it was the most amazing decision of my life this is how it all happened wow that's awesome yes yeah i tried to compress everything into like as short as possible i could go on and on <laughs> no, into detail that's amazing and to give up like a successful business you know supporting your family and you're like i got to do this this is my love absolutely brand this was a thing like everyone confused me everyone was like no no don't do it except for my wife everyone was like just don't do it man like you can't do this because no one around me understood what art was and there's not much of a creative culture back in india back then you know mm-hmm. so i was really confused bro i was like should i do it should i not do it? obviously like my mind was giving me all these logical calculations not to do it but my heart was like my intuition was really strong that you know like i don't want to have any regrets yeah 10 years 20 years down the line that i didn't have the balls to do what i wanted to do at back then and for me like i think losing money is okay but having regrets is a big issue like i just didn't want to have any regrets you know like yeah exactly you can obviously work hard and make all the money back or whatever but having regrets would i mean you have to stick that in your heart for the rest of your life and i couldn't afford that yeah and glad you didn't Yeah, absolutely, bro. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here talking to you. <laughs> right. So, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Oh, bro. Shit. This is a very tricky one. <laughs> so, I would definitely be a shape-shifting creature. So, I would move between being an owl to a wolf and to a lion maybe. Okay. And sometimes when I'm really peaceful, maybe a deer. <laughs> so I would I would move between these four animals I would cross between them yeah depending on which region which weather and what kind of energies I feel and stuff bro you'll see this like with my work as well like I yeah. get a lot of visions and I feel a lot of connection with these animals I get all these like crazy amazing visions of these animals a lot mm. during my dreams during my meditations and if I had to be an animal it would be a hybrid or a shapeshifter between these so like a mystical quality as well all right yeah i like it i like it and that fits with your art it definitely does yes so it's not definitely not going to be one animal that's boring <laughs> what would you be i like the octopus i think i'm going to be an octopus oh yes yes you you told me bro have you seen this documentary called the octopus teacher my yeah, octopus teacher yeah this is great oh man crazy <laughs> yeah it's so good amazing this is so intelligent yeah emotionally intelligent as well powerful right they're interesting creatures yes i made this octopus artwork a long time back like i think back in 2011 or something i have to go and find it i didn't execute it well but it was pretty nice like the yeah the whole uh, experience of creating it yeah i'd like to see that i'll try and find it and send it to you all right do you have a favorite food oh yes bro indian of course like <laughs> i mean that's the go to but like i'm a complete foodie you know about it like if we right. have a lot of conversations on food i would definitely say number one indian 
I love burgers a lot. I love pizzas, Italian food, amazing. I love Italian food, Mexican food, and Thai food. Like these are like the staple diets. Like in a week, I would switch between these. Like Indian, Mexican, Italian, Thai, mostly between these specialties. Yeah. But Indian is something which I absolutely love. Like the flavor, the intense flavor. My brain is used to just can't get it in any other cuisine. It seems right. Right. That makes sense. What about you, bro? I am a fan of Mexican food. I love Mexican food, and I think that's based on growing up in Southern California. And I love trying new Mexican food spots. Like if I hear like a new like hole in the wall popped up somewhere, I'm like, I'm going to go to this place and try it. Awesome. But like, is the Mexican food scene amazing? Like everywhere in the U.S. or California is like the speciality. Yeah, California and then like the southern states, Texas, they all have pretty decent Mexican food. But it does change from like state to state because in Texas it's more like Tex-Mex is what they call it. And Mexico is close, right? So yeah, must be a big Mexican community there as well. Yeah, so it does vary across the state, those southern states that border Mexico, but it's all pretty good. Amazing. Have you ever tried Thai food? Like, do you get good Thai food there? Yeah, I actually have a couple of Thai restaurants here where I live that are pretty good that I enjoy. I mean, two things I can recommend is Pad Thai, which is like the yeah, most yep. famous dish. And also like there's this dish called Masaman Curry. Have you heard of it? No. Masaman, M-A-S-A-M-A-N. I had this in Thailand. Like we went to this really remote island and I found this amazing place. That's where I found this dish, which is usually like you find this in every restaurant also now. Okay. But it's like so underrated and un- unknown because they have so many dishes that you just don't right. know what to go for. But like if you love the red curry, you'll definitely love masaman curry. It's amazing. All right. I'm going to have to check out the menus. Awesome, bro. That's amazing. What's the best advice you've been given in life or also in the NFT space? Bro, this is a tough one. <laughs> There's been so many. Something which like has stuck with me. And I don't know who, who said this. Where did I read this? But something which has stuck with me my entire life is to, you know, like this entire idea about identification. Like how we identify with our name, our label, our family, our religion, our country. Mm-hmm. These are basically concepts, right? So it's not like an advice, but because I read a lot of like, my spiritual practice has been around Advaita Vedanta, which is non-duality. And it speaks a lot around identification. That is something which has really opened my senses up. Once I realized that my identity is my main root cause of what I hold on to, Mm -hmm. my belief systems and my ideologies around the stories I create in my mind are all based around all these characters and roles, which I see being played around me and by me. I mean, basically, they're all identities, right? So we start taking these roles and identities so seriously. So once like, I realized that these identities are illusory, they're just made up through our language and through our conversations and yeah. through the stories we believe while we're growing up. Once I realized that these are just concepts, everything dropped, bro. Like Things became much more simpler and clearer. Mm-hmm. and easy you know and i became a much more lighthearted person i mean i stopped taking things seriously from that point on and life looked much more fun and playful i mean i see life as a much more playful joyful 
experience now that is the advice which i've learned through different books or people amazing saints and teachers have come across whether it's uh, terence mckenna or whether it's robert adams and you know nisargadatta maharaj all these great beings who lived and you know just learning from these people that life is a play the universe is a play of energy and i mean the reason we give it so much weight is because we see all these identifications and identities being played out through our mind and the moment i realized this bro which was not an easy process obviously i realized that i can just have fun and to me that has been the core fundamental aspect of my creative process and you know the way i live life and it's helped me a lot i've applied this during my journey in nfts as well like i try and have max fun i enjoy every moment i don't really think about the monetary value or mm-hmm. sales or taking those things so seriously even though they are important for everyone i mean and i value that but it's important to really enjoy with everyone in the space so yeah and bro like in nfts something which i really learned a lot was again having fun having fun is extremely important and i think that's what i enjoy about the space as well i don't like the serious aspects when people get serious and they take things so seriously that they just think about this non stop and get so stressed out right i think we are all here for the fun part otherwise this thriving community won't be there so yeah just having fun and enjoying is super important than focusing on selling your work or trading your you know collectible at a higher price or whatever it is yeah. so yes. i like it what about you bro it's like be deliberate take your time and be deliberate you know make the right choice but i'm definitely a huge proponent of enjoy your life cuz <laughs> what point is having a life if you're not enjoying it exactly you're all here to enjoy bro yeah i really love that you're very crisp with your words like you don't speak a lot of things bro like you're very like crisp with like what you say <laughs> but it's like bang on Yeah, I mean your answers are very short but it's like really bang on bam 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 and it's done. Yeah. I'm not good at adding words or making things more descriptive. I'm not I'm not that's not my thing. I'm just <laughs> I'm good at short and to the point. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's also craft, you know, like sometimes you have to talk a lot to really explain. Yeah. But if you can be like really crisp and short, that's the perfect thing. <laughs> so, do you have any questions for me? How did you get into NFTs? Oh man. So I've been in crypto for a little bit. A lot of those crypto guys, the traders were starting to kind of talk about top shots mainly because I remember hearing about like the crypto kitties back in the day and I was just like that's just a dumb game. That was 2017, right? Yeah. So you've been in crypto for a much more longer time that means. Yeah. So wow. I remember hearing about that back then, but I was just like that's dumb. I don't see a use case for that. It's just a picture, why would I pay for that type thing? And that's it was like a game. And then recently, in like like a year ago, people were talking about NBA top shots and I was like, I mean, it's JPEGs, so what am I going to do with that? And then I started actually just reading some articles and then so the whole crypto, you're like you're believing in a digital token. That's rare. I mean, that's what Bitcoin is, yeah. that's what Ethereum is. And then I was like, well, why can't that finally i was like oh why can't that be attached to a piece of digital art and i was like yes exactly all right so i'm jumping in <laughs> that's crazy yeah i started out with nba top shots 
And then when I got into buying some art and actually talking to the artists, then I really enjoyed the space. I just wasn't planning on being anything more than just, I like to be on the sidelines and not be out in public. Yes. I've noticed that you really love being low key, (laughs) but I don't know if you remember, but I remember how I came across you very well. Like it's a very clear memory for me. So I remember, bro, that I've been collecting a lot of art as well. Mm-hmm. So on foundation, when like sometimes I was looking at artists and I saw like you've already collected that particular artist. Oh. So I came across the name like Guy Knuckle. And then I came across your Twitter and like I started following you. I think I messaged you also, but you didn't reply initially. Or maybe you were just very brief. Hey, hi. Maybe because uh-huh. obviously you get like a lot of messages, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, Bro, you're not talking that like, you, it was very brief. And I was like, okay, so, and then we we started talking like a lot more later on yeah. through Discord or through Twitter. And then we did those additional renaissance. Yeah, the round table things. Yes, the round table with Bidem. Yeah. And that is when we started talking more, I think, after that point. Yes, we did. I remember, bro, when I came across your Twitter the first time, I saw what I loved about what you were doing was you were sharing a lot of uh, artists, like, which I didn't see any other collector doing. So what other collectors used to do is just go and collect their work. And if like the artist tweets about them, they would just retweet. But what I noticed with you was that you were not only tweeting about your artist, like the artist you collect, but you were also tweeting about other artists you came across. So, and you were like writing descriptions like, hey, check this artist is doing this. Like you were writing like proper descriptions about them if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You were like promoting other artists, even if you were not collecting them. Right. And that is what I was like, man, like no one is doing this. This is amazing. And that is what really stuck about you with me. Like I really appreciated that because I didn't see anyone else doing this. I still remember this, bro. Like that was my initial interaction with you. Like when I saw your Twitter timeline and you promoting other artists, I was like, man, like you really appreciate the arts and the artists. And that was very rare and still is rare. Yeah, I hardly see people doing this. I would need to do that more. I I feel like I've gotten pulled more into my life outside of Twitter as of late. But yeah, don't mind promoting other artists, and even if I don't have them as a in my collection. Exactly, and I think you also were one of the first collectors who really got into photography, which is amazing. Yeah, I was. I mean, I I. <laughs> I remember it was just like, it seemed like no one was collecting it. And I was like, well, it doesn't make sense that no one's collecting this because <laughs> yes. in life, photography is collected decently. So I was just like, yeah, yes. I mean, I like it. I'm going to buy it. I don't care. So. <laughs> man, you were like the first in a lot of things, which which is amazing, man. Like just looking back at how things shaped up in this community. I love it. Yeah. It's been a good journey. It's been fun. Yes. And it's going to be more fun, bro. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm really looking forward to it. Archin, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much, bro. We have to do this again. Archin coming back later, six months later or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to. I, have, I need to get some more questions lined up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Take care. Thank you. Such an honor, bro. Thank you so much. Thanks. It was an honor. Bye. Bye. Who is this guy? 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 Who
Chill.